I have not. I have oh, Sean! Pause the... Pause. Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen in 2019. New year, Sean. New episode. I'm happy. I'm. Oh, wait. You know what I was going to ask you? Yeah. Have Have you got Bird Box Fever? No, I have not got Bird I, Box Fever. I have not got Bird Box Fever either. Um, I'm going to check it. You know I will. I have to. When I, I have time, yes. Got it yet. Yes, I will. But, I, I, of course, I'm the guy who also has not seen A Quiet Place yet. So, Oh, man. That's the way that that's the way it works, okay? I gotta if it's a drama and it's adult, I gotta I gotta kids away. Wife may or may not participate. I don't I don't know. It's just gotta be a thing. It's timing. Timing is everything. That's a timing issue. But let's talk about some movies that aren't a timing issue. That's right. Me and Sean, Sean and I both watched Into the Spider Verse. Sean, I am uh, with bated breath. Waiting to hear your review I mean, of this movie. I mean, for for me, uh, um, I mean, it, it'll be for me. It'll be a, a movie I remember forever. Uh, uh, I took Jax to see it, so it's my son's first movie. Uh, it was just me and him and Spider Man, and he wore his Spider Man shirt, his Spider Man jacket, Spider Man shoes, uh, and 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 the good thing going into this movie was. You and I had received a free coupon to a free movie, so I had that, so I didn't have to pay for my ticket. I paid for his ticket, $5.13, and then uh, I got a gift card for concessions at work, and I used that to buy the concessions. So I only had $5 invested in the entire thing, and this is, Rick, this is the best Spider-Man movie there is. This is it. Well, this, this is number one. Well, not only that, it may be the number one movie of the year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of special sauce was seated all in this film, but mm-hmm. it was so good. It was. But I loved it. I, 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 from the moment it started to the moment it ended, I was totally entertained, and so was the three-year-old sitting right beside me. I mean, it, it it was amazing. The the dialogue, the character progression, all the different Spider Men and women. I I loved it. I, I I cannot wait to see where this story goes. Uh there's there's just there's not a negative. I, I tried to think, you know, I've had about a week or so to to know we were gonna discuss this. And I seriously cannot think of a negative that stands out about Spider-Verse. Incredible film. Yeah, I mean, it was from... And we're going to talk spoilers. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. But just uh, wait, wait for the podcast. Just go watch it. Go watch it, please. You know, and there's not a lot of Spider-Man trappings in this movie. You know, there's not Uncle Ben. There's not... You know, power and responsibility. Though there is a funny point where it says that, but I, I love the all the stuff they say there. You know, like you know the story, or don't say that. We all know what you're gonna say. It it totally plays to everything we already know. Everybody on the entire world knows about Spider Man. So let's talk about what we loved about the movie. 
I loved how well they told the story of Miles Morales. And I love, and, and I know a little, I've never read a lot of Miles stuff. Like the, the only actual issues I've read with Miles is, is the latest Secret War. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the story. I've, I've looked him up, you know, whenever this first happened in the Ultimate Universe, you know, they said, oh, the, the Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe died and, and Miles is the new Spider-Man. I was like, oh, well, you know, and, and it's it's smart the way they did it. You know, it's not... See, it, for the hardcore people, you go, well, it's not the real Peter Parker. It's an alter you for Peter... But, I mean, it's it's Peter Parker. I mean, and, and I spoke to... Went to the comic book shop in Jonesboro and um, just happened to mention something about the movie. And he... Prof- and the guy at the, at the counter professed his love for Ultimate Spider-Man. That was his... Peter Parker, mm-hmm. you know, and he said that the movie and the transition to Miles Morales was his favorite story of all time. I mean, and, and, and the guy wasn't, you know, nerd, just complete nerding out about it. He was very articulate about what he liked and didn't like about about that. And, you know, Miles is the the perfect way. This is, I've never seen a better character take over uh the the reins from another character. I mean, there, it's it's happened several times in the past. You've had, you know, a new Miss Marvel, or you've had a new Captain Marvel, or you've had, uh, you know, things happen, and all those characters have been fine. But mm-hmm. if Miles is the the shining example of how to do this correctly, and because the story is so well told, and in the movie, uh, there was a change, like um. So the Prowler, of course, is his uncle. Oh, dude, I loved it. I loved that part. But, uh, you know, that what happens in the movie is different than what happens in the comic. In the movie, they pull a fast one that I didn't realize till after the movie. I guess I'm just not smart enough. And then someone happened to mention, oh, yeah, they transposed the uncle. <laughs> I was like, oh, sh- shit. <laughs> they did. It's Uncle Ben, but it's the... Ah, they... Because Miles doesn't become 100%. He doesn't figure out. He doesn't figure out how to use his powers. He's not getting it right. But the moment his uncle dies, that's when it becomes real. That's when it becomes, you know, he's got to mm-hmm. do this. And and I thought that was so smart. It, it's Miles is one of my favorite characters. I, I seriously loved it. Uh, like you said, the, just the way this story builds everything together is, is perfectly done. I, I I thought Nicolas Cage was totally awesome as Spider-Man Noir. Let me just say, I, I loved that. Loved it. Loved the cage. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I heard he did okay in the Teen Titans movie as well. But uh, uh, John Mulaney as Spider-Ham, mm-hmm. I, I cannot see that any other way from now on. Do animals talk in this universe? Because I don't want to freak him out. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. You can I, have I my can't... hammer because it fits in your back pocket. Oh, that was just... I love it when he's like, that's all, folks. He's like, can he say that? Can he legally say that? Uh, so many amazing fourth wall breaks. Just everything. So good. Just, oh, I, I don't know how to put into words everything I loved about this movie. 
Well, and like I said, this was this was Philip or this was Lord Miller. The guys that were supposed to finish Solo, it didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of want to see that movie now. And I liked Solo. I, I really did. You just want to see the other version. So, Sean, you finally watched the post credit scene, correct? Yes, through no editing magic at all, I watched the post credit scene, and I loved it. Do you know who did the voice of Spider-Man 2099? I did not. I could... I couldn't tell that. Who it yet. was uh, Oscar Isaac. Really? That's awesome. You pointed at me! Oh, I, so good. As soon as the, like I said before, as soon as the animation changed, I was rolling. I couldn't believe they did that. <laughs> it's so good. It's rude, it's it's so rude good. to point. I mean, we all we all know that episode. I, I think I've seen that episode about a hundred times. Oh, it's so awesome. Yes, but, I love Spider-Man 2099 as as well. That That's one, I think, I may have almost that complete run. I love Spider-Man 2099. I never, I, like, I've got issue one. I mean, mm-hmm. like like all the 2099 stuff, I have issue one of all of it. Like, the, the, the closest I got into any of the 2099 was the X-Men and uh, Doom. I started to say, X-Men was pretty good. Because, of course, Doom was actually... Doctor Doom from the actual timeline <laughs> who got caught up in all this. Um, which is funny enough, that same as um, the new Secret Wars, you know, was the actual Doom that made it through and all that kind of thing. But uh, this movie, this movie will live on. Like, in my house, there is, uh, we've watched Into the Spider-Verse, uh, we're playing the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game, Hudson yesterday ran up to me and says, Daddy, 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 can I wear my Spider-Man suit? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> it, it just goes, I mean, you know, you know me. It, it's my, he's my favorite character. He is the absolute best. Well, fi- finally, there may be, there may be hope for my small, my littlest child for he has fallen in love with Spider-Man. So there you go. So you finally, speaking of things that finally happened, you finally caught up on a movie that I'd been suggesting for a little bit. Is that correct? That we need to, that you need to see in order to see something very soon? Last night, late, I took a bullet and watched Split. Oh, so so let me hear it. I, I want to know, what, what do you got? Um, you know, knowing... Like I would love to have been fresh. Totally into this caught movie. off guard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but I don't see how because I mean, in the opening credits, it clearly states M Night Shyamalan. I was like, oh, oh, I didn't know. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, this would have put the movie in a certain light whenever I I seen it if I didn't know it beforehand. Right. Um, but I think this is him back in rare form. I mean, I really like the way he told the story. Uh, the way I mean, all the uh, um, the way the story, yeah, the way the story progressed and the personalities in the story were very smartly told. I mean, very methodically planned out. The shots were uh, beautiful, and uh, James McAvoy, dear God, I told I mean, you, man. The way, like, I don't know if they CGI'd his eyes for some parts of it. I mean, I know I'm not talking about, like, the Beast or whatever, but the transition between 
personalities. Mm-hmm. Either it was a trick of my mind letting me do it, or they they did something. But I mean, you could almost see the change on the face, and that was amazing. He's um, he's he's very talented person, very talented, and this movie highlights that so well. Yes, um, yeah, I, and and the girl, the main girl, and I don't remember her name. I apologize. I, I looked her up on IMDb. Um, captivating, uh, very yeah. well told story. Um, and I did want her to shoot her uncle in the face, but she didn't. So I know you're just like. Okay, do it, do it, pull the trigger. Oh, sucks. <laughs> but but at least, you know, you wonder, okay, let, let's say, I mean, we're talking about a two, three-year-old movie, and, and I know you haven't finished your thoughts on this either. So do you want to finish, or do you want me to ask my question? I got a question. No, go ahead. If she had shot her uncle, would the beast have killed her? No, uh, no, no. I think I, I think it'd been the same result. I mean, uh, actually, think- but the 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 way it played through, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was already uh, the seeds of who she is today would are already there. But like the en- at the end, whenever the policewoman is like, "Your uncle's here." Oh, that, I totally that think that she look. dropped the dime. She dropped the dime on him right then. <laughs> I, I fully believe she was like. I survived this. There's no way I'm going back to that. Oh, I'm strong enough to deal with this now. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think we, I mean, obviously we've seen, uh, she's been in the trailer. So hopefully we get a continuation of her story in glass. And we see that she totally nailed her uncle to the wall. Like I, I hope that was at the very end, that look, I hope that was her dropping the dime on him so badly. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was a great movie. Um, it, it is. I may now have to put, uh, have a separate no. uh, m- movie universe section for uh, Unbreakable Split in Glass. Mm-hmm. Now, do you see where I'm coming from? Where is, if Glass sticks this landing, like you said, it's going to be an incredible little trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not as high up for me as 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 you seem to have it, but I mean, Glass is undeniably one of the great comic book movies. I mean, it it just is. Well, you mean Gla- I mean I Unbreakable. Mean, Unbreakable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I I love Unbreakable. Incredible movie. Absolutely. Um, probably M Night Shyamalan's best for me. You know. I I think I think even though Six Sense is what reeled me in, uh, Unbreakable is what keeps me. the The hopes for another one like that, like Split, like I hope Glass is, is what keeps me coming back to M Night Shyamalan movies because there have been way too many letdowns, way too many letdowns. You know, I mean, don't make me go on about how much. I well, I keep several. I keep coming back to signs. That's uh, that's See, my that's, probably my favorite one. Really, and that I, I mean, I watch it, it at least twice a year. I mean, I, there's a there's a Crazy. time it, it'll happen, and I'm like, you know what? I want to watch signs. And I fully get it, but at the same time, I think it's odd that it's you. What? I don't know. I don't why know is that? Something. I don't. I don't know why. It's just like really signs. 
You that gets you, huh? All right. Well, you know, and I can tell you what it is. I mean, uh, Mel Gibson in that in that role, he tells the story of a father I can understand. I mean, he the way his character is portrayed. I mean, mm-hmm. even though he's he's got a lot of baggage, you know, he's he's a yeah a lot of baggage as you know as a pre a former priest. And, you know, that that part, I, I, you know, is a a little bit foreign to me. But, I mean, the father who is the husband who lost the wife. I mean, that part of the movie is just so affecting. I mean, yeah, that that situation where where you finally learn what what happened there really, uh, really says something at my core. And I mean it really pulls me into that movie and then the revelation at the end and See? him going back to, you know, having faith again. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a really well-told story that, 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 uh, I think it's, I think it's a highlight on Joaquin Phoenix's, uh, resume. Definitely. Yeah. You know, um, he, he doesn't, Walking Phoenix is is probably my favorite character out of that out of signs, and other than you know walk the line, he really hasn't done some amazing stuff in my opinion. Yeah, he's a bit quirky in that movie, and yeah, um, I, I like it. I mean, the little girl, um, uh, somebody was uh, was espousing the theory that the girl was actually an angel because all the water. Uh, you know, she all the water she touched was blessed. Oh, okay. That's like, so, well, mm, I don't know about that. That's a little. That's a reading, reading a little much. Yeah, know, I don't know. About it's that. all a story, but come on now. I don't know about that. Come on now. But uh, uh, split is definitely. It's up there now. You know, it's going to be awesome. Glad you I, finally get to see it. If I watch Unbreakable, I probably have to watch Split right behind it. There you go. So, uh, going on to movies we haven't seen yet, um, we got some news today that Batman may be filming this year. I've seen that, like November time frame-ish? Yeah, it's possible that, uh, you know, some some movie that's been reinvigorating the DC Universe may, uh, may be pushing some buttons with some people. How do you, uh, how do you feel about still seeing Affleck as Batman, possibly? Um... Hmm. Uh, here, here, here's the thing. If, if this the Batman is something like Year One or something like that, then then you got to get rid of Affleck. You got to go someplace else. Um, if this is if this movie is part of the DCEU, then then it needs to. Man, I think you just stick with Affleck. He he's done a great job. He really has. He he honestly has not had his own moment to shine. And I don't know if, you know, if that speaks of you know, for me, I can't I can't give a verdict on Ben Affleck as Batman for Batman versus Superman. There's there's a lot of bad things that I don't care for happening in that film that take away from Batman. Then you have Justice League, which is a choppy. Bed- 
it's, it's a choppy movie and <clears throat> because it's a hero team movie it doesn't really allow any one particular character to to outshine other than others so maybe that didn't give Ben Affleck a great chance to shine as Batman so if you're sticking with this just being a Batman film standalone you got to go somebody new but if it's in the DCEU then you stick with Affleck let us see him an entire movie as Bruce Wayne as Batman going back and forth dealing with a dilemma where he has more screen time than, you know, 25 to 35 minutes. I guarantee you he needs he needs an entire film for so it to you, give him do a you fair go shot. The, do you go the Aquaman route and just have him by himself, or do you do, like, Wonder oh, Woman no. shows up? Or do you have, nope, like... Nope, nope, or, nope. or, even better yet, um, Clark Kent shows up, but that's it. <laughs> no, I say we go just... Pure on Batman, just ah, pure Batman. Mm. Maybe even hey, hey you wanna you wanna do a Batman movie? End it with him meeting Jason Todd. That would be awesome. You mean the return to Jason Todd? Or 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 yeah yeah yeah. Ha, ha, have end it with you know throw some red. I don't know. Oh, I think that's what you do. I think that movie is Red Hood. I think you go straight for the throat. You go straight Red Hood. If, if you're going to keep Affleck, if you're going to keep Affleck, and you're going to try to reinvigorate the Batman franchise, that's what you do. You get Jensen Ackles, you beat, you go straight to the Red Hood, the return of Jason Todd, and you know have him dealing with that. Some really hard stuff to deal with as Batman, and just make it an amazing movie. All right then. I think we've settled that. That that would be incredible. I would be down for that. One hundred percent. But I think I think you go ahead, honestly, let's give Affleck a try. I want him to have his own movie. I don't want him to be split in time with the man of steel. And uh since since we're on, on this train anyway, let's talk about Aquaman. The Aquaman uh, maybe this should be after Split because Aquaman is a beast. It is going mm-hmm. 259 million in the U.S., 940 million worldwide. It is the biggest DC movie ever so far. That from and, and from what I've read about this movie, because I haven't seen it yet, we're going to go to the Melba and watch it. Right. But this movie is pure comic book fun. There's talking fish. There is the Black Manta who, by the way, like I thought, was almost cut from this movie. You know, one of the suits is like, really? Guy with the big helmet and lasers? Sure we need this guy? Yeah. Yeah, we need this guy. <laughs> you you would have flipped out if they had cut Black Manta at the Oh, last if I'd have found out that he was in the movie and they cut him? Oh, yeah. I would so put a Put a bullet in the DC, DC like, movie. I'm universe. done with it. I'm done, I'm done I'm with out. it. Y'all lost me. Ugh. I'm I'm excited. You know, I'll go see it. Why not? It's it just it just has to be the right time for me. And I don't know if the next week or so I'm going to have the opportunity to go see it. You know, uh, if if that arises and I got the chance, I may jump on it. I like Jason Momoa. I really like his portrayal of Aquaman. Um, it's 
it, it's Jason Momoa, you know? I mean, I, you can't go, well, that's not Aquaman, because Arthur would have acted exactly like this. And and I think when they when they interviewed Jason Momoa, they said, you know, he wanted to put his take on Aquaman. Well, I think that's the problem and the genius of why this is working. I mean, everybody, you know, like us, comic book, well, that's... That's not how Aquaman looked. That's not how Aquaman talked. I think we needed that for this character because Aquaman's been such a joke for so long. Since the Super Friends, Aquaman, I've heard the jokes about talking to fish and not <laughs> well, and, I mean, and not being, you know, you know, he has to fight in car washes on the land. You know, we've all heard these jokes. And this funny. The fact that they've made they gave Jason Momoa Aquaman and let him make that character his own, it, it, somebody somebody made the right decision. Yeah. I'm excited. I'll go see it. I'll do it. Why not? Michelle will probably want to go as well. There's a lot of double ticket prices right there. It's like the husband wants to go and like, you know, hey, uh, care, if I tag, <laughs> care if I tag along. The I've, actually, I've actually heard two or three uh, reviewers say their mom wanted to tag along, actually, because of this. I don't even that, know how I would respond to that. Is that so. Has that got that Khal Drago guy? Oh, can I go watch this movie? Uh, but speaking of... Uh, uh, geez, speaking of some CGI stuff, have you seen the new Walmart ad? I have not. I, I don't really see a lot of commercials in well, front of me. I, I caught this. I was I was watching some YouTube stuff and it came up and uh it's pretty fun. I mean you've got Knight Rider Back to the Future, you got uh, Bumblebees in it, you got Jurassic Park. I mean it's a really looks like a really expensive commercial for just this stupid Walmart grocery pickup <laughs> because I mean every iconic car is there. I mean Slimer's in it. R. Slimer from Ghostbusters is in is in it. What's the commercial for? It's for the Walmart pickup, the grocery pickup. That's all it is. But it has all like Knight Rider pulls up and and the Ecto One pulls up and they're like putting groceries in the back and Slimer's eating all the groceries and. <laughs> That's awesome. It is awesome. You need to they see need, that. They need to have the mystery machine in there. They do. Oh there's an, yes. There's an animated uh, Scooby Paw that comes out and grabs something. That is so cool. Wow. I need to find this. Who would have thought I ever would want to look up a Walmart commercial? It's fun. It's a fun, like, minute and a half of your life. That's awesome. Good, good job on, on Walmart. Um, but, Sean, you pulled in this article that uh, kind of gets my blood boiling. Yeah. Um, from what I'd read on this article is that, you know, due to uh, Star Wars Land coming out, that... Disneyland, this is Disneyland, reported by the LA Times, um, is going to increase their cheapest ticket price by 25%, meaning that a day pass at its cheapest will now be over $100. Now, I've only been to Disneyland, and that was as a, a child in the 80s, but you have actually taken your family on several family trips to Disney World. What What's your take on going to there, and then what do you think about this? Well, um, 
if if I knew anything about economics, I, I probably wouldn't be as mad as I I think I am. But twenty five percent is one hell of a jump. I mean, Disney makes money hand over fist, and for them to go, well, you just you just created a new invisible child next time you go on vacation. <laughs> the uh, I mean, I, I want to see the new Star Wars land as much as anybody else, right? But you know, if the tickets were $75 each per day and you're adding 25 extra dollars, that's an extra $100 I'm paying per day for my family to go. Right. Not for an extra day. You're getting, you're paying the cost of one day. Uh, or, just, or another child. Basically. Yeah, that's, that's your invisible child you're taking along with you next time. Ah, dude, I mean, that really, and when you, I mean, I don't want to get into like the, the cost of all this, but as a, as a rough estimate for a family of four, what, what's the price? What, what are we looking at? If so I want to take we a trip recently like priced a trip to Disney world, uh, for the four of us for three mm-hmm. days, because we were planning on breaking between Disney world and universal for three days. It was around. Thirty-four? No, not thirty-two hundred dollars. That is, that is lodging. That is tickets. That is eating. Right. For th- no, that's, no, that's more no. than a thousand dollars a day. Right. And and you really don't want to increase that by any amount already. No. <laughs> yeah. You're 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 already like wow this much. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's just, uh, I mean, I know Disney, but man, 25%. Do you think, in all honesty, do you think they'll even feel it? Do you think the, the gates will even feel it at the 25% increase? No, and that's what's so horrible about it. I mean, not only are they going to increase these tickets, I mean, they're already guaranteed as soon as this opens, there will be, the park will be at capacity. Well, there will be- you thousands of people every day who want to go in and see be part of the new Star Wars land. Right. I mean, it's just not... You've it, heard about the hotel, right? No. The hotel is booked solid for the next five years already. Wonderful. Five years for the for the Star Wars hotel area. I was like, holy crap. That is unreal. It's so unreal. That's yeah. a lot of money. That's a lot of money, Disney. That's a lot, lot of but money. But I mean, you know, and on the other hand, all this stuff is optional. I mean, I can't sit here and yell at it. You know, I could just not go. Right. You know. But you or know, I but, or I could take my money to Universal. You know, I want to yeah. go see the Harry Potter stuff. That's I, fine as well. I I honestly I honestly think that may be our first go, just because Michelle is such a big Harry Potter fan. Jax is becoming a Harry Potter fan. Um, it, it just seems like the smarter choice to test the waters over there before we drop the big dime on Disney World. I did, not not to beat a dead horse, but I did want to talk about uh, Transformers one more time because an article came up and then some news came up. Um, so, Sean, you had yes. tr- Transformers toys whenever you were young. I did. What, what was your... F- what was the one you always wanted? The one I always wanted? Mm-hmm. That I didn't get? Yes. Oh. 
trying to think. I, I was pretty spoiled, dude. I, I think I got most of the ones I wanted. Well, did I you ever gonna... have? Did you ever have the big ones? Did you ever? Like, how old were you in '84? Uh, '84, I would have been five. Okay. Well, you know, right about that time, you had your Optimus Prime, your your uh, your Megatron, your Soundwave, your Starscream. Had those. You had you had Soundwave. Oh yeah, Soundwave was my dude. I still, I probably still have Soundwave. Soundwave was one of my favorites. Totally, like I well, had all the tapes. Well, that's good because let me tell you something that's happening again. Um, this resurrection of the G1 stuff at Walmart mm -hmm. dropped last week. They are re-releasing Soundwave in G1 packaging with Buzzsaw. With Buzzsaw, looks Ooh. exactly the same. Same awesome. G1, same way you bought it on the sh mom and dad bought it on the shelf in 1984. You can get it this year. That is going to be awesome. I'm excited. Um, and on top of that, uh, there was an article with the producer of the Transformers movie. This uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura, whatever his name is, but mm -hmm. like he was the he was the first guy we heard about. A live-action Transformers movie from. I remember following back in 2006, whenever all this was spinning up and they were talking about it, he was the guy that announced that Michael Bay was going to direct. He was the guy that was giving out information on the movie. He was your guy in the news article. Well, he's back to say a few things. Um, and one of the things he said is this, this is actually a prequel to the other movies, which I is, if you've seen the movie, I don't know how that's possible, but okay. Um... Second of all, he dropped dropped a few news items. Okay. Um, there's an animated movie planned. A really? new Transformers animated movie. Yes, there is the sequel to Bumblebee 2. They've already got some uh, a story for. They're looking to go ahead and push forward on a Transformers 6 in this new style. And possibly a Beast Wars movie. Now, that's very interesting to a Jeez. lot of people. In the Transformers community, because if if you don't know what Beast Wars was, you obviously weren't a child in, like, 94, 95. I remember um, actually watching some Beast Wars. Yeah, and and it was actually, the first the three seasons of that are actually a pretty good story. They tie into G1. But uh, Beast Wars... Is that Wars, the one where they say slag a lot? Yes. <laughs> slag you, man. That's just prime. That's where that came from. But uh, Beast yes. Wars was actually the proper resurrection of Transformers. So, uh, from 84 to around 92, Transformers were being produced in the United States. Um, you know, at its height in like 86 when the movie came out, and at its lowest in 92 whenever they were doing uh, Generation 2 Transformers, which were, you know, reissues in different colors and, and crazy 90s, like neon glowing Transformers and all that kind of wonderful things. A very low point, and Hasbro ceased production of Transformers for a couple of years, until somebody said, hey, why don't we try this? And they made robots that turned into animals, and they called it Beast Wars. And they had this for one of the first animated, CGI animated shows on TV. And they had this great voice cast, and they told this story, which after the end of the first season, surprise tied into G1. And um, it was actually really good. You know, I was, awesome. uh, you know, 
94. I was a you know, full, almost adult watching this at this time. But there is a ton of people who grew up that this was their Transformers. And even in the Masterpiece line, they've had a couple. Um, they've done Cheetor. They've done Optimus Primal. They're about to put out... They've already put out Dinobot, one of the standout characters of that show, who has a very... Uh, some people compared it to a Shakespearean um, story in that. And they're about to put out the masterpiece uh, Megatron, who was a giant uh, purple T-Rex. Hmm. Nice. But yeah, I thought, I thought that was pretty neat that... Uh, that it may the Transformers universe may be this reinvigorated by this Bumblebee movie. That is crazy. That's a lot of movies, all from the success of one. I, and like you always say, I, I hope that success continues. Uh, but I just hope that we start getting a better quality of film. Yeah. So, any local hall over the the break that we've been on? Yeah, Sean. Any local hall? I I have none. <laughs> Kill him, Dude, uh, I'm sorry. I've been stuck at home uh, nearly all my break, and then when that ended, I went straight back to work. Okay, if you're going to twist my arm, I did go to a yard sale yesterday, and I ran across a couple of comics that are of course that are course. all right. You know, some of course twenty did. cent, like the Hellcat, which was called the Cat, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. My first one of those I've never had. Some Marvel team up, Marvel two and one with uh, Spider Man in it, which was pretty cool, pretty good condition. Some Marvel premiere with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Fantastic Four with the Impossible Man. That was a good one. The Invaders in great, great uh, condition. And then I ran across a um, Transformer of sorts. Um, Wow. Uh, (laughs) I ran across a original Diaclone. Now, this was at that yard sale? This was at at a yard sale, yes. Okay. Uh, Little known fact, so everybody knows that... uh, uh, the Transformers started as this Diaclone line in Japan, you know, what they, one of the lines they pulled from. Well, there was an attempt in 83 to bring some of this stuff to the United States before Hasbro got involved. Takara themselves brought a line called Diacron to the U.S., and it had um, it had a couple of molds, like Iron Ironhide was a black uh, van, in this line, and uh, uh, Sunstreaker, I think, was red. Uh, they had they brought him over, and then they also brought one of the Diaclone modes that did not make it into the Transformers line called Multiforce 14. This was like uh, kind of like the vehicle Voltron, if you ever if you know what that is. That yeah. you know, big Voltron that breaks down in like 16 uh, vehicles and stuff. And it's like that. It's all, you know, flying vehicles that merge together to make this big robot. So he's basically a Transformer that didn't make the cut. That's right, yeah, because he, okay. he was that he was a different play pattern. He didn't actually transform. You just plug a bunch of pieces together and make this robot. Uh, but he is complete, and that means he comes with the five Diaclone drivers that I've I've never owned. Now, the original Transformers all had cockpits that none of us knew what the hell they were for whenever we were kids because there was nothing to put in there. Well, actually, there was. Uh, there were little, like, half-inch 
magnetic feet, uh, five, four points of articulation and characters you stuck in those cockpits. And they, they stayed because they were magnets. That's why they were die-cast metal in those toys. So you could stand them on shoulders or put them in cockpits and they, they stayed. And uh, I, I couldn't believe, because you never can find, I mean, like, these are literally half an inch tall. I mean, right. they're the easiest thing in the world to lose. And somebody played with this toy, put the stickers on it, and I guess stuck it back in the box. I don't know how that's possible, but it's 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 completely complete. And I got it for a song. So I was very happy, and it's my first pre-actual, pre-Transformer official toy I've ever owned. Now, I do have... Look at you stepping up your nerd game. Yeah, I do I do have like a knockoff uh, that, that's actually really collectible. There's a knockoff of the uh, the camera reflector uh, that I do have. That, that's uh, awesome. That's actually considered collectible because, I mean, there weren't that many knockoffs made back then, but it was a good quality and it, it's something that uh, all Diaclone people have in their collections, so I'm happy that's to awesome. have it. <clears throat> but that's that's all I got this time. I'm still laying the big goose egg. I'll try. I'll try. Trust me. I like to try. Well, Sean, you're a game guy, so have you played any new games? Uh, dude, I've just been... Uh, when I have a chance, I've just been playing The Forest. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I actually sent you a message while you were playing last night. <laughs> uh, when you sent me the message, I had actually fallen asleep in my chair. So... <laughs> Yes, I didn't. I didn't wake up. Uh, we we took a fifteen break, and my fifteen break turned into falling asleep in the chair till like two in the morning. Nice. Yes. Um. Well, I I did do a little playing. I played that eighties classic, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which uh, I beat. I beat. Just it. side scroller. This is a platformer. It is a. Um, the game I've talked about this game before. It's the uh, there was a Kickstarter game for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is a full blown PlayStation Four uh, uh, platforming game like uh, Castlevania. The guy who did the Castlevania games that I love, uh, Symphony of the Night. He's the guy that designed this. Well, they wanted like six hundred thousand for their Kickstarter, and they made five million. So they threw Jeez. in a little extras. Yeah. They, they yeah. actually made a full-blown retro Castlevania 3-inspired game that is pretty daggum fun. It's called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Now, it is completely 100% like a Nintendo game. It's got some great effects in it, like it's the parallax scrolling that was on later games and everything. It, it doesn't cheat and throw like extra things that this can perform, that the PlayStation 4, of course, can perform. But it, 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 it's one of the best, like, NES games. It, it's awesome. very beautiful. Yeah. and nice. um, I've checked that out, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only, like, 16 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Right? The store. And it's quick. I mean, it was, like, two hours and, you know, figuring figuring everything out, how to how to beat certain bosses. And, and, and it actually tells... Like, the story of this game takes place 10 years before the game that's going to come out, The Ritual of the Night. So, that's way cool. Um, yeah, it, it's really fun. I really liked it. And my, and my kids have both played it already, so. Very cool. 
Well, and have you seen it? I have too. We uh, covered some ground this week. Nice. I took my I took Logan to go see Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was good. It wasn't as good as the first one. Um, because there there was some. I mean, it's David Yates. It's the same guy that's been doing these, but he made some weird directorial cho- choices in the first part of the movie. Like he did a lot of close ups. I mean, I don't normally notice like I'm not a movie critic guys I, I'm not I haven't been to any sort of college course or whatever but it kind of stood out how many close-ups he was doing I was like wow um but then later on I mean kind of like kinda, the overuse of slow-mo <laughs> yeah it, it went away and the story of the movie is pretty good and and you know there were a few surprises I didn't see coming and I enjoyed it you know I like the Harry Potter stuff and this this plays into a lot of that, and I'm interested to see the next movie. So it did its job. I saw it at the Melba, so you know it was like four bucks, and Not I bad. liked it. Yeah, that's awesome. I we also watched Incredibles two um, this weekend, and we watched that a couple of weeks ago. It was great. Yeah, absolutely it's great. Great, dude. I loved it. Where do you think it ranks? Better or worse than the first one? Well, um, it's. It's not as good as the first one. We it's we watched the first one yesterday. I mean, but that's not a knock on it. I mean, it's hard to beat that first, you know, hugely successful movie. I mean, you don't you've got expectations going into the second one, and it's it it works. I mean, it absolutely works. I mean, it's just not it doesn't have that that certain thing of the first one. But yeah, I, mean, I love Jack Jack. At the end of it, I'm like, you never went back and captured the Underminer. The Underminer is still out there. He's still going. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, Jax absolutely loves the the scene where Jack Jack gets outside. <laughs> we we there. There's obviously a clip of just that on YouTube, and I bet you he found that one day, and we watched it probably. 15 times in one day, dude. And he was still laughing just as hard as he was the first time. I was like, that is hilarious. But I, I enjoyed Incredibles too. Great movie. Um, still got great casting, great characters, told of awesome stories. You know, I liked it. You know, I, I felt this one was a little more uh, uh, mature than the first one. It's got some pretty rough elements to it, too. I mean, we watched it yesterday. I mean, there's, you know, we lose a bunch of superheroes in a pretty rough way. That is true. That is true. You're right. You're right. All right. Yeah, if y'all want to check out uh, Incredibles 2, great movie. But really, everybody's probably already seen it. We're the ones that are late to the party. Mm -hmm. We have been watching uh, a Netflix series called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Have you seen any of it? I've seen all of this, dude. You've seen all of it? This is a favorite oh, in my house, yeah. Yes, it's so good. For anybody that hasn't seen it, um, it is Jerry Seinfeld in a random, usually gorgeous, amazing storied car picking up one of his friends and going to get coffee. And now, Have it, it you seen the Michael Richards one? That's weird. I haven't I steered clear of the Michael Richards one I was like man Michael Richards by himself not Kramer he's kind of a weird dude oh you seen the Jim Carrey one then 
No, I skipped the Jim Carrey just because I know better. Now, what are you doing? I uh, oh, Jim Carrey's about off. Is it good? All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he's off it. (laughs) I just think Jim Carrey's off his rocker, and I'm like, oh, it's so rough to watch him. Like that last interview that they did, where he was like walking around the person while they were interviewing him. I was like, this guy has just. And I don't think he's drugs snapped either. I think he is just, I don't know, something. Some some wires have got twisted, and there's a short going on. It, it is not happy. But I absolutely love the one with. Uh, 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 let's go with Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle in that '69 Lamborghini. Holy crap! That was an awesome episode. Yep. Um, who is it that he picks up in the thing? Oh, it was Ellen. And she absolutely loved that thing. That was awesome. I've always, if I had money, I would own a thing. It just seems like a fun vehicle to have the Volkswagen thing. They look like if, if something broke, you could just break out the drill and there's nothing you can't fix on it. Looks (laughs) great. I love it. I loved all the cars. I loved all the actors and comedians that were on there. Just a just a good series to sit and waste twenty minutes at a time. That's it. That's I'm done. It. That's all she wrote. Um, I have been way way more active on Instagram lately, so please come follow me, Maynard ninety eight on Instagram. I've been trying to post at least a couple of times uh, every day or so. I'm actually trying to post. Pictures that are somewhat, you know, not just, and here's a family photo. If we're doing something, I try to take a photo of that and keep it entertaining. Uh, So come check me out, Maynard98. Maynard98 on Twitter as well. Um, I've kind of backed off Vero. You find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. Hit me up anywhere you see me posting things, guys. That's right. Give us give us a like on that Facebook page. Let's uh, start off the new year. Y'all send us an email at notsosoutherngentleman at gmail.com. We will get back to you, I promise. <laughs> For Not So Southern Gentleman, I'm Sean. Sorry again, Joel. I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>